I think you are charismatic. Oh my God, thank you so much. I think you're charismatic too. Thanks. Welcome to the Corporate Sellouts Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Tori. And we're two self-proclaimed corporate sellouts who are touching base on a weekly cadence to deep dive and double click into the corporate world one episode at a time. We'll hit on all the topics you don't have the bandwidth to explore yourself and help you move the needle on living your best corporate life. Because if you're going to be a sellout, you might as well be a top performer. Welcome back, everyone. Tori, how's it going? I know we've seen each other like three times yeah. in the past three days. Yeah, we have. We've spent uh, every day this weekend. Well, actually, no, on Friday. Okay, we have to talk about what we did on Friday. Oh, my God. That was iconic, honestly. That was iconic. And it was like kind of right place, right time. But also we like knew what we're, where we're going. Like I wouldn't have known if you didn't tell well, me. Well, yeah. Okay, so anyways, what happened is we met Beto and like got really mad. Wait, him. wait. Let's let's back up because Beto 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 O'Rourke Beto O'Rourke the Democratic candidate for Texas governor, governor. Texas. yes um, elections are next Tuesday November eighth two days after my birthday and we prefer Beto to the other person and yes. are very big supporters of Beto and I follow him on Instagram and he said he was going to be at this place in Austin like really in between our houses and I was like let's go it was a Friday. Um, my boss was very clear that we should block time off to go vote. Love um, that. So I did. And uh, Beto was like at the, you know, like over 100 feet away or whatever the rule is. But like he, his campaign was there. Yeah. Um, and he and was it was there. it was like 10 minutes from my house in yeah. Austin. It was like I 20 mean, minutes from mine. So, so close. Yeah. Um, so that was a fun, like little corporate sellouts field trip. It was, yeah. I know we were joking because like we wanted, we each wanted the individual picture with him, but like the way the line moved, they were like, no, like, you know, you either get it one together. So I was like, can we have like a few poses? And like the, the like, no. PR woman was like, no. It's like, I can't do a selfie. They're like, no yeah. selfies. So we were like, we'll just do a corporate sellouts picture. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we could crop each other out if we really want to, like show our moms, yeah. like this is me and Beto or whatever. So we did that. And then Saturday we had a Halloween party mm-hmm. and Taylor and her husband were iconic. <laughs> I like, I like I think you were more iconic well but. okay Taylor was an asteroid and her husband was a dinosaur and it's just so funny because it's like I want to kill my husband but like. <laughs> my caption for it was I'd hit that which I think is okay is a good one. that's that's better than my yes. connotation like oh that's funny like you would be killing your husband like <laughs> but like a little dark but yeah no it just my my husband Eric he's he's funny bless his heart he was like he's so funny <laughs> He just wants. He just wanted to wear a onesie for Halloween, and oh, all he has the is the simplicity a, of being yeah, a man. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's like, I don't want to put any effort into it. I just want to wear my dino onesie. I was like, okay, so I need to work with that. And I've been a Jurassic Park ranger already, so I decided to t- go a different route. And the asteroid, I feel like it was a little bit of a power move. Like, okay, if you're going to be a big dinosaur, I'm going to be yeah <laughs> even more powerful. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I. It was fun. Yeah. I got this moon costume off Amazon and just like went with it. Added some like fire. Yeah. Fiery vibes. But then Tori's costume was so fun. Yeah, um, it was fun. <laughs> Parent Trap fans out there. So Meredith Blake. Yes. With And if you see on TikTok, like I am, I'm a blonde bob now. Kind of, I mean, it's not, it's a not bob. really it's a bob, like, but it's whatever. short for it's you. It's like I, I chopped six inches off the, uh, the other week mm-hmm. and I got it even blonder. Like I'm getting it lighter, but it just takes multiple sessions. So I was... Like, oh my gosh, it's the perfect Meredith Blake hair. And then I just use my hot rollers that I'm like oh, yep. new to and made like the Meredith Blake hair, put a lizard in my hair. 
And then, it was perfect. Yeah. The athleisure set was like spot well, on. Yeah. And like I get to keep that. I wore it yeah. to the gym today. Um, Love it. I'm wearing it right now, actually, just under the sweater. Oh, I, perfect. Whatever. Yeah. I had a light day at the gym. But um, then my boyfriend was Nick Parker. Um, yeah. And he was so into it. He was like introducing himself to people at this party that we didn't know, like as Nick Parker. <laughs> it's um, so good. I was like, you're literally so embarrassing, but I love it because like, he had you the know, bottle of wine. I did, he had the bottle of wine Everything. that said Parker Knoll on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was. It was, it was good. A, it was a success. We went very different routes, but it was fun. Yeah, no, it was really fun. So I'm glad that we got some good corporate sellouts quality yeah. time in between recordings, which we normally do. Yeah, we do. Like we see each other a lot more than just recording. Yeah. But, um, oh, and then I forgot the other thing was we were with our friend who is designing yeah. her save the dates and yes. Tori used to be in stationery. Kind of still has a yeah. business, kind of does kind it of, for yeah, fun. Exactly. Taylor yeah. used to do watercolor yeah. art, still kind of same thing, does it for fun. So it's funny because we we're like the two in the group that were like the corporate girlies and then we're also the two in the group that like have side hustles and yep. we collaborated together a lot on our side hustles. Like mm-hmm. you'll do watercolor for my stationary clients and stuff. So that's why I knew you'd be a good co-host for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, we work well together. Yeah, for sure. But our friend is getting married and so Taylor is doing the artwork for the invitations and save the dates. And I'm doing the, like the printing and all of that. Yeah. So for the stationary part of it. And so, yeah. don't hit us up for it. And don't. We are yeah. It for friends. No, like it's so funny. <laughs> like this would be the best platform to be like. It would. You know, go to my stationary twenty percent off. Except like I don't want you to because I. This um, is now our side hustle. Yeah, like and I like just, it a lot better. That was. Um, I don't know. This is just more aligned to like our future goals. Yeah. And absolutely. What we focus on. And, and yeah. yeah, it was a fun COVID hobby, but mm-hmm. I think we can yeah. talk more about side hustles yeah, in the future we will, podcast. We will surely talk about it. So how, let's start with the sellout scale. How are you feeling this week? I know it's only a Monday. It's but a Monday. Where are we um, at? I feel medium. <laughs> medium. <laughs> um, like well. fine. Like I don't feel bad. I don't feel good. I'd say like I'm a, I'm a six. Like I'm just chilling. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm kind of tired. Um, lately i don't know why yeah i'm just like work i'm like like but you know you do it and that has nothing it's nothing about my actual job Um, yeah it so yeah it happens i've felt like that for the past couple weeks where i i was also sick i was traveling and i got a cold i tested for covid did not have covid but i was just like feeling really run down and that just is not yeah yeah, just not a productive like feeling to work with i was not sick but i i went on pto like friday to tuesday so it's like i had two short weeks and like because i had like worked four days and then had a vacation and then came back and worked three days Mm -hmm. and like i just i'm really pumped for a whole regular five day week this week i kind of which is weird to say so maybe you're farther on the on the sellout scale than you i'm like geez all i want to do is work a full week what's a girl gotta do like i don't know so, um, yeah, um, what about you? Yeah, I'd say I'm I'm about a seven. I'm, like, climbing back up. Mm-hmm. I am starting a new job soon. I was going to say, why are you climbing back up, too? Yeah, so I I did get a new job. I'm going to be an HR business partner. Yes, and you spoke about this over the past couple episodes yeah. that, like, you're interviewing and that, like, you know, how I think, you know, I don't know if you took this through the whole journey of, I like, think I did a little bit. Yeah. I know I said, like, it happened right after I found out I didn't get the yes, the job that I was interviewing exactly. for. But it's the team that I work on and it's um, a couple of HR business partners moved around. And so it created an opportunity for me to step in. Yes. And I'm meeting with the leaders this week and I really like them and oh. managers. We, we call them leaders at my yeah. <laughs> company. Oh my so I feel like gosh. I always say that. Um, 
but yeah, managers this week yeah. and executives and all that. Well, congratulations. This is huge. Thank you. I'm so excited. Um, it's probably like the calm before the storm right now. It is. So I'm just trying to take it one day at a time and yeah. like it's okay if I'm not busy right now. Mm-hmm. I will get busy yeah, very, bank very up soon. That boredom and then Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I've been doing the past couple yeah. weeks. It's been nice. Um, but we have a pretty full episode today. So I think we should, yeah, just get into it because we're going to be talking about personality hires. And then at the end of the episode, we're going to introduce our new segment that we've now coined Inbox Zero. Mm -hmm. Because, Tori, would you explain (laughs) Inbox Zero? Because I feel like you do it. I, well, I try to do it. Um, And I'm, I'm big on the concept of like clearing out your inbox. Like, the only things in your inbox should have a star on them and they should have, <laughs> this is like, so I'm way too, I over-engineer. I'm way too process oriented, but I love the it. only emails that are allowed to stay have to have a star next to them and they have to have in red, large, bold font, the next steps that I have and why I haven't moved it out of the inbox. Oh, so how do it'll you do be, that? So it'll be like, you know, you just go, I don't click reply cause I don't want to accidentally reply to the email, like my notes, but I'll forward it to no one and then I'll I won't actually send it like it'll just be in a draft to be like okay like this person want to know about this product bug I'm meeting with the PM on Tuesday and then after I meet with the PM I will circle back and answer this email and like oh you make uh, it you forward it to yourself I don't that actually note? click send though I just keep it in my gmail okay. with like the note in the draft so That's all that genius to, like, I love doing that because then I know like if there's something that is still a blocker like I see it and it bothers me and I'm like, okay, yeah, this email, I will send it on Tuesday after I meet with PM. Um, but the segment that we have is called <laughs> Yeah, it inbox. doesn't have to do with that. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm of. just like a big Inbox Zero fan. But I love that. But we called this segment Inbox Zero because it is like answering emails from our listeners. And yes. as of now, we're not such like um, world-renowned moguls that like we can definitely get to <laughs> Inbox Zero yeah. every week. It's not too only hard. A few. Mm-hmm. emails on a weekly basis so maybe it won't always be able to actually be inbox zero yeah um but for now it literally is called inbox zero yeah so reach out and you'll be um featured no matter what because we again we don't have that many yet but we're we're slowly growing exactly and so who knows how long that'll last yes. but stay tuned till the end of the episode we'll get to that so for now um let's get into it okay personality hires have you heard this term before Yes, I've heard it. I I don't know. I can't separate how much I've heard it in like the corporate world versus TikTok. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I read this article, aka watched yeah, the TikTok right? video. like social media, but I am I'm aware of the concept. Um and uh, I've talked about this with my dad a lot of like how you definitely need like as a hiring manager, like you want to hire someone who's you're going to want to hang out with. Exactly. You know, and so like not a hiring manager, like as anyone like yeah, like as as someone hiring someone, like you you do gravitate. There's a there's a type of bias. I not mm-hmm. affirmation bias. There's it's a type of bias where you like are just biased towards someone who's like cool and fun, basically. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's real. Now I'm like digging into my psychology archives, but there's a bias. There's a hiring bias that is exists where you hire people who are like you. Association bias. Association. Well, there's well that's so like if you went to Texas A and M and someone is like also went to Texas A&M, which mm-hmm. I use them as an example because they're like culty vibes. But yeah, like, no, you know, it's example. like, oh my God, you went to A&M? Like you must be so great and cool and fun because I did, you know, like, mm-hmm. but I know there's other types too. So um, then 
Yeah. Yeah, of bias. Yeah. So then there's another type of bias called the halo effect where you think that because someone is like one part of their personality is good, like they're funny or they're good looking or (laughs) outgoing or whatever it might be. Like you think that because of that, everything about them is is also good. That is really interesting. So episode three of the corporate sellouts, we talk about how people who are um, confident are often conflated as having competence. Mm -hmm. And we did not talk about the halo bias at all, but that seems like it it all is interwoven um, with like, that is clearly the fallacy that that these hiring managers or these leaders who are promoting people are falling into. Mm -hmm. Is that like, oh, they're so confident. Like they're so good at presenting that they must like also know what they're talking about or know what they're doing. Yeah. That is not true always. Not always true. (laughs) So I wanted... I thought it was interesting that the personality hire is um, this idea that's been circulating around TikTok. And once something takes a trend on TikTok, like it just kind of blows up, I feel like. So I've been seeing it everywhere. And some of them, the TikToks are more just like when you're the personality hire and it's like a funny kind of thing, Uh, like corporate Natalie and Rod did that. They were like making one joke and then heading out for for the day, like you're the personality (laughs) hire. Uh, but then there's somebody else, uh, a couple of other TikTokers that created actual like meaningful deep dives into this where mm-hmm. they kind of went into how they feel like they've always been the personality hire yeah. because they're really good at just networking and being mm-hmm. able to kind of read other people's emotions, yeah. almost manipulate a little bit to yeah. an extent, uh, but just they're hired based on their personality versus their skills and experience. And they end up working jobs that they might may not be qualified for just because they have like a better personality. Quote yeah. unquote. So um, this, there's a couple of articles of course that we went into, but one of them is on life hacker and you can find these all in our description. Um, and it's called how to be the personality hire and your next job. And it says, quote, you know, the token funny one at your workplace. Well, those coworkers are self-aware and they're speaking out. It's called being a personality hire. And the term is trending on TikTok from those claiming that their charisma landed them their job rather than the qualifications on their resume. So um, what do we think about this? Is this a real thing? Like just before we get into any of the research. Um, I was going <laughs> to I was wondering like what you thought about this, but I'll just say like I think that um the TikTok side of it and like a lot of these articles are really talking about the extremes. Like Mm -hmm. I think there's like an overlap or there's a Venn diagram, I guess, of, you know, having good personality and being good at your job. And for any given person, like that middle part of the Venn diagram is like fully all circles or only a teeny bit or the circles don't even touch. Like Mm -hmm. I think that it is a very important skill to be sociable and personable yeah and um just like all the other skills that you can add to your like toolkit like you're not gonna have all of them like you can be a very good leader and still never be a good speaker or a good fill in the blank you know but like it's just another skill that you could be developing that will help you you know yeah um and so like based on what i think we'll talk about today like there is a lot of research that says it does help you in your career like to have charisma to be funny to be confident um and okay like so we have to lean into that like Mm -hmm. i'm trying to get to the top here like you want me to be funny like oh i'll i'll be funny (laughs) i'll put on a show (laughs) i think it's also important to note that like we get a lot of these topics from tiktok and stuff 
But then Taylor is over here, like, reading academic journals about <laughs> it, you know? And so, like, that's what I'm really excited about is, like, this is a cute, fun TikTok topic. But, like, what are the actual, like, empirically-based studies saying yeah. about it? It's really interesting. Maybe that's a toxic trait for me to, like, go no. so in-depth. I but... think it's so non-toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Once I see something like this where I'm, like, all these generalizations about mm-hmm. a certain thing... Immediately, I I do think there's some truth to some of these bigger ideas or more abstract ideas. Yeah. So I told Tori, I was joking. I'm like this. I like put together an essay outline for this (laughs) podcast because I just wanted it to be I wanted it to make sense. Yeah. And I wanted it to like there's so many different avenues you can go down. Um, But a couple things stand out to me. And I think, first of all, overarching it depends on the job that you're in. And all of this it comes with the caveat of like you. So true. It, it doesn't matter if you are super personable and you are working in a data analyst job where you mm-hmm. don't talk to anybody all day. Yeah. But I think overarching, like being personable in your job as a, a, somebody who has to network and, and yeah, talk like to people person. all day. Yeah. If you're in yeah. sales, it's, it's more or less applicable based on your given job. Right. Um, so a couple of things make up being a personality hire and I'm just going to state the three points so okay. that people okay. know, because I feel like it's, it's just going to help lead the episode. So charisma or likability. Mm-hmm. So being likable, having charisma are both things. I feel like obviously that is included with a personality hire, um, extroversion. So being outgoing mm-hmm. and, Actually, we'll get into that because I think there's a common misconception that extroversion is outgoingness and it's not all that. True. (laughs) And then humor um, and how does humor play into the workplace as well. So I think the idea of a true personality hire, somebody with no skills, but just vibes like, yes, you're not going to get very far. Yes. But if you couple a good personality and that's a subjective term too, um, with a with with your skills and with some experience I think it'll take you farther than not having any personality yes I I think I've certainly seen that to be true yes agreed so with charisma this charisma is I looked it up because <laughs> I had to have a, a specific definition yes. um it's a compelling attractiveness or charm that can is- inspire devotion in others um so really it's like this magnetism yeah and I think we see this a lot with executives. Mm-hmm. I do, at least. I totally do. Yeah. And a lot. And I'm trying to think of the ones that I think are more charismatic. Like, I truly believe they're, like, good, you know? Yeah. And, like, I is that true? Like, Let's I mean, talk about like, it. Like, Chris's <laughs> definition is, like, if it inspires devotion, then, like, maybe I'm just blind over here. I mean, I think they are good, but, like, I don't know. Well, there's definitely, you can use it for good or bad. And I think so true. you could get into the personality disorder side with narcissism. And a lot of <laughs> yes. narcissists are very charismatic at mm-hmm. first because they yes. draw you in and then they manipulate. But if, so I think discerning the line of, like, is this person being authentic or are they just doing this to get people to like them. And I think it's pretty easy to figure that out, like within a couple times of meeting somebody, if they're yeah. actual, actually genuine or they're just like sniffing out, or not sniffing, yeah. you can sniff out the bullshit. Yes, I feel like. yes, yes, for sure. Um, so charisma is, 
defined, and I looked this up too, and I think it's really interesting. There's actually a few different components that make up charisma, and that is emotional control, which is the ability to control and regulate your own emotional displays. So basically, mm-hmm. emotional intelligence. Yes. Um, which has been proven to be a really good trait for leaders. Yes. Something that if you are high on emotional intelligence, you typically are going to be a better leader. Yeah. Um, I actually took an organizational leadership class for my master's degree last or during the summer. Um, most unfortunately, it had to be during the summer. But um, And we did our EQ scores. Oh. And there's like four different categories. Um, and I ranked, nice. mo- I ranked moderately well. Nice. So. <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah. I think being too emotionally intelligent. I don't know. Well, just- yeah. I mean, I it's definitely interesting. And I forget like the four different areas. Um, but mm-hmm. um, it made sense like knowing myself. I was like, yeah, no, I'm like highest in this. Checks and out. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So. I think it's, it's like emotional regulation mm-hmm. um being able to understand others emotions there's like others stuff yes. to it but with charisma that's one piece of it another one is emotional expressiveness so really like being vulnerable with other yeah. people um just and also like sharing when you're happy yeah. genuinely happy yeah. and it just kind of like is infectious like is your existence like entertaining to people yeah you know do you make people feel better when you walk in the room um emotional sensitivity the ability to read others emotions and then there's social expression expressiveness which is ability to engage others in social interaction um like really putting on a show i think Mm -hmm. just like being a good conversationalist uh sensitivity in social situations like listening to other people understanding body language and then social control. And it says this is a sophisticated social role-playing skill that is particularly important for charismatic leaders. And it allows them to fit in with all sorts of people and can make those emotional and social connections um, that distinguish charismatic individuals from those of us who possess less personal charisma. So it's basically the way that you carry yourself. Yeah. Which isn't really that scientific like what does that mean yeah it's a bit nebulous yeah but this all makes sense like from what I thought I knew about the concept of charisma yeah this is all from psychology today and you can take a test on how charismatic you are too which I kind of don't want to (laughs) know I don't want to know that either I'm okay just thinking I'm delusionally like I know because like I don't think I mean I'm an insecure girl right I'm like nobody would like me like so I'm sure that I would I don't know whatever but I think I'm just not gonna take it yeah I don't know I'd be interested (laughs) yeah um but anyway all of these skills are they're not things that are taught it's like yeah you know your personality needs to kind of be a part of you and it just kind of you can maybe learn these things through other people but you're not going to learn this on the job whereas you can learn yes how to analyze a certain like I don't yeah. know and data even set things on the job. that you are even soft skills that you are taught on the job like you know speaking or like data like storytelling or anything like that like it doesn't really it's not really about charisma it's more about like drafting your deck such that it influences right people and like Mm -hmm. public speaking you know watching the tape back of yourself like the horrible technique that's so useful um but like it's not about like the charisma of it all or like how you carry yourself it's 
I don't know more about like how you carry it and tell the story. Yeah. So even when you are taught soft skills in business, it's certainly not this. Mm-hmm. So I think what this gets to is your awareness and being socially aware is really important in a corporate setting, but it also shows that you're, you're aware of kind of how to play the game a little bit and like how to interact with a bunch of different people. I think that is a skill in the corporate world that you need to survive, to to thrive really. Do you think charismatic people are like fully aware of the fact that they're like charismatic and that they have a benefit or do you think they're just walking around like oh yeah Mm. no like oh she was so nice to me oh yeah no like that promotion was really hard (laughs) yeah you know like they're like oh I I don't know how I keep getting all these like interviews I keep I haven't gotten turned down from a single job yet yeah like yeah I don't know I feel like that's a great question and also like then it's like well it's still you like you and I don't want to say because in in this in all these scenarios I'm painting myself as a non-charismatic person and I guess I don't know that that's true. Right? I think you are charismatic. But, oh my god! Thank you so much. <laughs> you're I think you're charismatic too. Thanks. <laughs> but like, it's like yeah, if they're charismatic and they're the ones getting the job, then like they're still the ones doing it. You know, yeah. so like more power to them. Yeah. You know, so it's just about the only question you have here is like how far can that actually then get you? Mm-hmm. You know, and like that's the real kicker and like landing a job is great like keeping a job is better you know like so doing like succeeding or exceeding expectations at a job and I think like how far it really can get you is pretty much until a performance review you know yeah like if you're not meeting expectations on like your analytical competency it's like well there you go like you have to like put your money where your mouth Mm -hmm. is a little bit like you can talk a big game but yeah if you're not walking the walk you're gonna be found out and that's what, like, in my reflection, since we planned this episode, like, was I a personality hire? Which I, I So, yeah, me too. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's even bad or not. Like, when I'm afraid of being a personality hire, it's like, well, I mean, that's kind of badass if you can just, like, skirt your way into a job. No, like, absolutely. But we had to do case interviews. And, and so I know like... I'm not a personality hire. Or if I am, it's just an added bonus because those are freaking hard. Yeah. Like, consulting case interview type things. Like, oh, I my God. I had to God. do one of those for one of my... HR interview. I haven't had to interview in so long. I yeah. just did inter- internal interviews. Yeah. But since I've been working at the same company since I left grad school, yeah. like that was the one interview that I had. And it was, there was like one second round and that was it. So I think I was a personality hire. I mean, or at least your personality like contributed to it. But yeah, like I did have experience. I yeah, can't sell myself too yeah. short. But yeah, knowing that I had to do a case interview, I had to do several case interviews. Um, like, personality can contribute but it's literally a rubric yeah you know you have to like follow it yeah there's actually one example of this where I was a a mentor in grad school to a bunch of first year students when I was a second year student and I would do mock interviews resume writing like all these things to help them prepare for our like big daunting interview season and we had one individual who was a fifth year um like he he was on scholarship for the football team and mm-hmm. he had a fifth year of eligibility. So he decided to get a grad degree in HR and it was just kind of like, wow. I think this sounds cool. I'm going to yeah. do it. But I was so skeptical because he had zero HR experience. He was on the football team all four years, which is, which is good, but yeah. it's not HR. Yeah. And like, it's distracting probably. Right. And 
I was like, I don't know, like trying to boost up his resume as much yeah. as I could, like make serving or like, um, yeah, he was a waiter or like a catering delivery person. Like I made that sound as good yeah. as it could, <laughs> which you definitely can do. Totally. I mean, that's a, sk- you start learn a lot somewhere. of skills at a job like that. For sure. But, uh, I remember talking to one of my professors or, or something, or maybe it was our advisor. I was like, he just doesn't have any experience. I don't know what, like how he's going to get a job. And they're like, he's a football player. He's going to get a job. He's yeah. going to get offers. And yeah. sure enough, th- these offers lined right I'm up. Sure. He did like the best out of anybody. That's what, okay, that's so a personality. That's hire. a personality <laughs> hire. Yes. And, um, I follow, it's some university of Texas. I went to college there. I don't know if like, that's public information whatever it's a huge college it's fine I think you've talked yeah 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 but um it's either like their I follow like their athletics or the business school or something but they had a career fair for you have for athletes only it's like the NCAA in Texas like recruiting Mm -hmm. like put it on and I was just thinking like all of these recruiters like I've recruited for my company before in the companies I worked at like going on recruiting trips is so fun but like knowing that you get to talk to all the football players and all the volleyball girls and all that like I bet they were just like the people recruiting were like so jazzed, you mm-hmm. know, like to even talk to all these people and like wanting to hire them all. How many can you hire? Like, yeah. you know, it's and like- being an athlete is very hard. And like my friends who are NCAA athletes are very smart because you had to be, you had to maintain you have to have for your discipline. scholarships. You had to maintain a certain GPA and for your status on your team, you had to maintain a GPA. Like mm-hmm. it's very hard, but it's just, I was thinking that when I saw the, like, athletes only recruiting fair, I was like, hmm, yeah. interesting. Another example, and I think we can close out on charisma yeah. after this, but my sister is such a good example of this because she was, she's worked in sales her whole life, and she has such a big personality and just somebody who walks in the room and you hear her laugh from a mile away. She makes everybody feel like they're the only person in the room. Like, she will listen to you. She just instantly like knows it, it, it's like you meet her for the first time and you've known her your whole life yeah she didn't graduate from college but she's worked her way up in sales yeah. and has created these amazing um relationships with businesses for companies that she's selling for and so she's somebody who like people really want on their team because she can really make those like quick connections yeah and i think for a sales role like that that literally is part of the job right like you if you're a data analyst and you're working with other data analysts and you're charismatic like that's awesome and it makes their job and their days go by quicker and it's great yeah if you're in sales like you will close or not close deals millions of millions, millions of dollars of in revenue. dollars are on, on the line you yeah. know and so like that is a great example where you know called personality hire or whatever but like you will sink or swim based on that characteristic in mm-hmm. in that specific type, um, like line of work. So, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So then there's extroversion versus introversion, and I think there's common misconception around this that mm-hmm. if you're extroverted, you're outgoing. Um, if you're introverted, you're shy and quiet, and that's not true. Yeah, it's really the difference is how you recharge. Yes. So if you're an extrovert, you recharge around people. You get like your energy from being around people. And if you're an introvert, you need to be by yourself to recharge your battery. And being with people drains you of that battery. Um, So I think there's like, I think everybody gets a little tired after being in a big social setting for a long time. So it's not that necessarily, but it's more like on the weekends after working all week, do you want to go see people or do you want to be by yourself Mm -hmm. all weekend? 
So where do you fall on that spectrum? Um, well, I think, and I, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I, I think you can change. I agree. Because I was an extrovert and then the pandemic happened and the first two months were very hard for me. And then after that, I could not be bothered to see anybody. Like when we were still kind of in lockdown and like some people were like starting to have dinner on patios together. I'm like, couldn't it be me? Like, I don't need that. You know, like I love, like I, I went through a very tough season when I couldn't go into work, couldn't see people. And then it just like dissipated. I was not, I just loved like watching movies. I watched so many movies with my dog. Like, I don't know. And like now I love like me and my boyfriend get a high from canceling plans. But then it's like, I like hanging out with him, but I think that's different. That's different. I think like being with your person versus like a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, but he's an outgoing introvert. Mm -hmm. And like, I've seen on TikTok that, um, the people, people talking about being like, like a shy extrovert or an Mm -hmm. outgoing introvert. Like it's very much a thing. Um, so I think I am an, I think I'm turning into an an outgoing introvert. I'm so outgoing, but I don't really, I don't really recharge by seeing other people at this point. I recharge by being by myself. Yeah. I go back and forth on this because sometimes like after this weekend with, we went to this Halloween party on Saturday night and then the next day our friend was like, come over for lattes. Like we're doing yeah. And I was like, I absolutely cannot. I did, but (laughs) I would have if I had planned it, but like last minute plans nowadays I'm like uh like yeah maybe I have to be in the right mood yeah but also she just got a cat and I hadn't met the cat and you had I had so, like he was adorable yeah he was so cute oh my <laughs> god but yeah no that's so interesting but then like we were in a podcast yesterday and I was like hi unfortunately I I'm not. unavailable <laughs> I could not either yeah but opposite of you I was not good <laughs> during COVID yeah and I realized I thought I was more introverted than I actually was and throughout like the entire time when we were social distancing and not going into the office and like having dinner on patios I was looking for every opportunity that I could to see other people and I think now I kind of miss that time a little bit yeah but looking back it's weird yeah I wasn't in a good place for a little while I was just like I need to see people yeah that's when we met basically yeah, mm-hmm. was like at a picnic in lockdown we were all like kind of spread apart still yep. like you know like I, like the group chat is like starts out with like for anyone who's comfortable are you comfortable coming like, no like, worries if not you know like you can all wear masks up if, if you, you want to wear a mask you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like so that funny. part of uh, meeting new people in COVID is so wild thinking yeah. back like Yes. Are you comfortable? Like, you instantly knew people's political beliefs. Oh, like, yeah. There was no hiding anything. No, for sure. Um, Which is a great way to make friends. Yeah, I mean, so you it know right away. people out, I think. <laughs> but I think in the workplace, like, how does... So how does extroversion and introversion play into that? And how does it play into being a personality higher, too? Yeah. Um, so I think one of the things is your thinking patterns. And I thought this was interesting So extroverts often need to talk through things versus introverts will reflect and do their best thinking alone. Okay, this is called verbal processing. I'm a verbal processor. I'm a verbal processor. Hello, here we are. Um, (laughs) Here we are having a podcast. (laughs) Um, And like my sisters, or no, mostly just my one one sister who's an Enneagram 8, um, makes me very aware of my verbal processing needs. Um, to the extent that like if something bad happens or stressful, I like call her and be like, Hey, like I need to verbally process like, 
are you good or should I try mom? Like, <laughs> that's, that's good. You know, are you in like, a place where you can yeah, process where with I can me? Dump this problem on you, right? <laughs> but no, I have to talk. I have to talk it through. Me too. And I realize I don't think like I don't have my good ideas until I'm actually talking through them yeah. a lot of the times. I, I can't gain clarity until I talk through yeah, things, and exactly. then I'm like. Um, okay, like I think I know where what I think now that I know what my friends think. <laughs> yeah. So I guess is that a strength or is that a I don't know. in the workplace, like you have to find your people who you can actually do yes. that with. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just word vomiting to your VP and they're like, they're You like, need to figure this out on your yeah. own. <laughs> and like COVID made that really hard. Like I had in my job before COVID, I had girlfriends at the office that I could text with, meet me in this conference room right now. Mm-hmm. And then you could do whatever. You could sob to them, you could vent to them, you could go through a deck with them that you're nervous about. Like I don't have that on my new yeah. company because I started right before COVID. And that's like, I think part of really excelling is like having someone that you can always bounce ideas off that, you know, mm-hmm. so my guess, I mean, I haven't read this as in depth that you, as you have that, like that extroversion element would be really helpful, but I could also see how it'd be negative if you cannot move forward unless you like have yeah. to check things through with, you know? Yeah. So there's one quote and I, I think this can all be taken with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. I think there's there's definitely pros and cons to both. Being an extrovert and just being around people all the time is definitely a pro. Like having to go into the office and yeah. go to happy hours and all that schmoozing that comes with it, that is an introvert's worth, worst nightmare. Um, but it, do, it did say in this one article that when it comes to actually communicating and building relationships introverts may have the advantage because contrary to popular belief you don't need a big loud presence to impress powerful people and a recent study assessed the performance of more than 900 ceos found that people with introverted personalities exceeded the expectations of their investors more often than extroverted ones um and then that highly extroverted people are 25 pro 25% more likely to land top jobs, but introverts often make better leaders. That is very so. episode three vibes of like yeah. confidence, confidence versus competence. And like it gets you the job, but does it make you a better leader? And I think this also really demonstrates like we need all types, you know, we like do. there's like certain types of leaderships and certain types of departments and companies that it's better if you're introverted or better that you're extroverted. Um, but that is very interesting that about the per, the performance of 900 CEOs. Found yeah. That people with introverted personalities exceed expectations of their investors more often. Is that because investors probably, had lower expectations? Probably. Ex- that's exactly like, what I was thinking. Or them off, you know? Um, I was like, oh, that shy guy. If they're guy, like quiet like, or, yeah. Have you watched the show Silicon Valley? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. It came out in like 2014, like a long time ago. It was on some like Hulu or something. I watched it in the past couple of years. But this company is really genius. These genius kids in Silicon Valley. And the leader of the company is so shy. And he like goes to investors. He's like, um, maybe um, if you could maybe like give us money. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Like, but like they, they, saw him and we're like okay whatever and then he like blew this like fake microsoft company like completely out of the water mm-hmm. you know it's the quiet yeah. like slip under the radar yeah type personality great show like you should watch it i should yeah eric would love it like justin loved it oh, that's why should. i i got like pulled along i was like i don't watch this but it was so funny okay I'll, we, we need a new one because we're gonna yeah. finish breaking bad soon Ooh, uh, <laughs> totally different totally different <laughs> but yeah i think introverts have that innate ability to 
listen to people more maybe and like Mm -hmm. be a little bit more thoughtful about their actions and who they spend time with and they're probably I'm just generalizing here but they're probably more intentional about their network and it's not like oh I want to be friends with everybody yeah it's like I need these specific people to know who I am and I'm gonna make that a really intentional for sure like don't spend your energy where you don't need it exactly if, if that takes your energy to be social yep um so last piece here is humor and I think this part this was like where the TikTok kind of went it's like all of the um trends about like being the funny like personality hire yeah. I'm just here to like make everybody laugh and then yeah leave. tell a joke and then go home yeah like that one girl she's so funny she lives in Dallas I think she lives in uptown like near where I used to live she's like 23 she's so funny but also insightful but like it's her voice that that went viral that's like, I'm going to come in for five minutes, get my free lunch, tell oh, a joke, yeah. and then I'm coming home. Um, as the office hot girl. Yep. She called herself. Yep. <laughs> um, but it, that, but it was about humor. There's something to it because, a, so apparently dozens of studies suggest that humor can be at least one of the keys to success. Um, so 91% of executives believe that a sense of humor is important for career advancement while 84% feel that people with a good sense of humor do a better job. So that's that halo effect for sure. Uh, But what is it about humor, I think, that makes it... Okay, I will say, the smartest person I've ever worked with, I'll say, my friend Margaret, she listens, but whatever. She's (laughs) on maternity leave right now. She has this wit about her that you only can have if you are very quick thinking mm-hmm. you know like you have to not that funny people are smart but there's a certain breed of humor that it's such a quick wit yeah and like quick comebacks it's kind of kind of hurts your feelings sometimes <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so quick she really digs in like that you have to be smart yeah and she's the smartest person i ever know i've ever worked with when it comes to like writing codes like understanding like mm-hmm. new processes like so i can confirm like with this one instance like this person with very quick wit is the smartest person I've ever worked with. Yeah. But that's not to say that like funny people are smart. It's more to say that like sometimes smart people can be funny. I think it, I think if you look at the average comedian, their IQ is probably higher than well, the yeah. average person. Like, the improv like that they have to do like, yes. oh, like, oh, sir, what, what's your, like, what do you do for a living? And they like immediately make a joke about it. Your brain is processing at a quicker pace Yeah. than the average person. Yes. And so th- I believe that, but I really think that that doesn't like you can't say that all all funny people are smart. It's just that some smart people have you can't, that ability yeah. to be really funny. And the opposite isn't true, too. Yeah. Like, not all smart people are funny. Yeah, very true. <laughs> but there's it definitely a connection. And yeah. that's what this study found, too, was that um, humor is a key ingredient in creative thinking because you are able to draw a connection between two ideas that are completely different yes. really quick. And yes. that's what makes humor. It's like... These funny metaphors are like, yeah. oh, that reminds me of this. Like, let me make a joke about this. And then... Yeah, and it's relatable. Right. And I think that that is really important, too, when it comes to, like, growing your career. Like, you have to relate to other people. Like, that's how you're making connections in your career and stuff. Um, and, like, you can use humor to mm-hmm. be relatable. Or you can be relatable through humor. Yeah. So, um, also, this, like... I don't want to say it triggered me because that's, like, too severe. But... <laughs> I had it written on my performance review that I was too casual and colloquial. 
<laughs> oh my god i think it was okay no i was about to say i'll say it but then i'll i'll walk it back like you know how your manager has to put two or three things to work on like maybe yeah really maybe he was just, i'm just so good he was grasping for straws but like <laughs> let's go with that <laughs> I, let's go with that but i think that it's really interesting that i my, i got a negative not a negative mark but you know in the in like the feedback section like things i could improve on because like this basically says that people with humor um or like people that are like more themselves and extroverted like get ahead but i'm like trying to do all those things and then it's like oh you need to like just be quiet (laughs) that bothers me and i've gotten that feedback my last company too is that like it's that i'm too casual and colloquial okay who is who is the boss what's the demographic of the boss who's giving you this feedback um first company straight white male second company because i'm between bosses right now i think that it was maybe a collective like i'm unsure okay and i do really like my leadership so like i was like okay okay you guys who said that yeah you know but like sure fine i'll take it but then it's like you go to the opposite and so lately i've been like stoic in meetings I don't like that. I, I don't like it either. And now I'm like, well, is it going to negatively impact me if I if 91% of people think that humorous people are Cause like, better? I feel like, and this could just be me looking too far into it, but I think that's policing your tone as a yeah. younger woman in the workplace. And I think that happens to more marginalized groups a yes. lot especially people of color yes and, and there is a new vp on my team who is a black man and he is amazing he actually came in as a senior director was promoted to vp in two months oh like my God. i don't know if that was part of the plan the whole time or what but like just an example of how bright he is mm-hmm. and he talks about code switching a lot and he talks about how like he'll lead a meeting and he will just be like unhinged and it's so great. And people like he has these like coffee chats with like the lowly folks on the mm-hmm. team that like we can just come in and hang out and like chat with him. And like, I've talked to him about it. And I, I will next coffee chat or if I catch him alone, I want to talk to him about like, I got this feedback and I'm curious as a VP who is like in a marginalized group, like mm-hmm. how you have wrestled with this. Cause you clearly have wrestled with this in your career. If you've made it this far and are so like, exuberant in your day-to-day presentation style like um like what his advice would be on that yeah because he's like i say my personality is my personality i'm not going to change it because i'm presenting our quarterly revenue numbers yeah because the thing is like feedback should be constructive in a way that it makes you better at your job and if you are going around being an asshole to everybody at work and like nobody likes you yeah you should get that feedback on your Mm -hmm. performance review but if it's that you're like too jovial and too yeah. like, hey, like you don't speak corporate speak enough, like exactly, th- th- that's not constructive. And that's and that's one of those things that it's like you know, as I desire to get promoted and stuff, like do I take that and take it very seriously, and then go and be like, you know, turn it dial it down, or do I say like do I or do I like inquire further with like other leaders, or do I just ignore it? Like, how, you I know? think you say. Thank you so much for that yeah. feedback. Like, you don't say anything, but yeah. how I would take it is, okay, I'm going to let that sink in and decide if I want to wear it on a daily basis or yeah. not, and probably not. Like, yeah. if it makes you overthink the way that you present True. yourself and show and up in meetings, not it's not helpful. It's making it yeah. worse. I got feedback one time that I my communication style needed to be more smooth, and, like, 
I needed to, and this was the worst type of feedback because they're like, you know, like this person, for example, he, and he was like my peer, but a male, a male who was like, he's like, you know, he just has such a smooth way of like communicating. They would literally think like, be like him. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, I'm already somewhat self-conscious about it. And like editing this podcast, I'm very aware of how I come off all the time. Yeah. But also I, and this is, you know, having ADHD is not an excuse for everything, but my brain is in so many different places at so many different times. And I have to like really concentrate to put, put a like concentrated string of words yeah. together. Yeah. Now I'm overthinking it. So I'm like, it's like <laughs> doing it right now. Yeah. But it's oh, like, no, you're not. You're fine right now. <laughs> yeah. But like, thank you. Those types of feedback is that that's not helpful. It's no. not, it's not constructive and it just makes you overthink the way that you show yeah. up in the world. And like I said, like, because I'm between managers right now, the manager who was selected to give me this feedback, I was like, listen, buddy, I don't know what the fuck this means. So <laughs> like you're, I was like, I want to take everything that you tell me and I want to improve on all of it so that I can get promoted. Um, you're really going to have to help me with this one. Cause I'm struggling to understand what, how I can be doing better on this. Yeah. You know? And I, I think that's like, that's really, give me concrete right examples. Yeah. I think that's the exactly. way that you respond. It's like, and like, yeah. Like so after presentations, I've been like, Hey, like, or and before I'm like, Hey, like let's walk through, like, I want to practice this. Like, um, mm-hmm. whatever. Anyways. Yeah. Um, Just show that you're making an effort somewhat, yeah. but take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Cause like having things to improve on, that's great because then you can show improvement. Right. You know, but, um, so yeah. closing thoughts on all of this, um, is personality higher? Is, is there something to it outside of just this TikTok funny trend? Yes. I mean, for sure. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I think being charismatic, extroverted, maybe not extroverted, maybe extroverted is how you get more opportunities yeah but then introverted is is more about how you like show up yeah when you're there when you're there yeah yeah um and then humor and being able to show that you have a humorous side and like you have a personality and pull people in like with your yeah so like humor like bridges the gap a lot you know yeah for sure Um, and i think it's a universal language but you have to be careful with what you actually say and use as humor coming from your fellow HR person or local HR representative. Did you see, speaking of HR humor or HR not approved humor, that this company, it was sold on TikTok, this company laid people off last week. And for Halloween, they decorated the office. They decorated the office chairs of the cubicles of people who were laid <gasps> off as ghosts. And the ghosts had name tags. And it was those people's names oh my that God. had just gotten laid off. And that manager girl on TikTok who's like always pretending she's talking to someone named Luke, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I think she so. was like, um, that's abhorrent. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like it had RIP this person, this person, but that's like the same thing. I mean, thing. it's like a ghost. It's like yeah. they died, you know? Oh my God, that's so bad. Yeah. Because so, how are they not going to find, like it's going to get around somehow. Yeah. I mean, obviously it went very viral. Um, yeah. Humor at nobody's expense is always the best kind of humor. Exactly. Um, so get creative there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think all that to say, generally being likable and agreeable will get you far in the corporate world. It's not the only reason you're going to be hired or promoted, but it will definitely help. Yeah, for sure. So keep that in mind. Yes. Um, All right. So now our ending segment, we have Inbox Zero, and we have a couple of different um, 
emails that we wanted to share. So the first one is just a sellout shout out. And this is from another corporate HR Taylor. Hey, also oh, Taylor. Love like that. love That's that. Very niche club. <laughs> and her last name started with the same initial that mine did. I won't say oh, it, but yeah. I was like, this is are we well, are, are, the same person? Is, it, is this me from when I was yeah. like <laughs> wild. That's funny. Um she said I followed both of y'all on TikTok for a while and I was so excited when I heard about your podcast. Obviously, I followed and binged immediately. Y'all are so awesome. And I just wanted to say that I love the pod and think you're great. Thank you so much. Um, (laughs) She also loves our take on the corporate style. Sorry, corporate sellout lifestyle. And she said, thanks for being you and speaking out about things that all of the corporate girlies think about. Do you think she organically followed both of us and then realized we had to join podcast? I don't know. I'm like, curious. Oh, well, that could be her. so cool. Like, not yeah. that we're big TikTok no, celebrities, not really. <laughs> but imagine if two of your favorite celebrities were not. But just imagine yeah. <laughs> if two of your favorite celebrities or two, or two people you follow on TikTok or influencers. You know, like yeah. this one couple that built their house in Arkansas is friends with like you know corporate natalie like oh my god like how funny like corporate natalie is friends with victoria garrick yeah so funny or like megan trainer and chris from tiktok i don't know if you have followed them at all but they are like best friends and it's so everybody was like wait you guys know each other yeah it's so funny oh my gosh so that's basically us yeah we're comparing ourselves (laughs) to megan trainer so thank you for that thank you other taylor for that confidence yes thank you so much we love it (laughs) um and then from Kelly, I started mm-hmm. off in aerospace engineering at a huge 110,000. Okay, there can only be so many of those. I'm just, interesting. 110,000. I, I think you'd be surprised. Company. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. So she struggled a lot with company culture there um, and now has moved on to a mid sized company um, and would love to. Uh, she loves it here and sees herself thriving, but is asking how you transfer that happiness into daily motivation and being proactive. And this is really hard. And have you seen those memes? Or I don't know, it's probably TikTok or Amazon, or not Amazon, <laughs> Instagram, of like um, when you realize that the job you wanted so bad, you now have to go to every day. Yes, and I'm <laughs> so related to those. Yes. Like I killed myself in grad school, like interviewing and researching these companies. And now I'm here and I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, or even like your new job that starts like tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah, even like, that. You've been talking like, we've been talking like in our just circle of girlfriends and on the podcast and just I've known that you want this role really bad yeah you know but it's still a job (laughs) and like a year ago it's funny because and um, Kelly we'll get into your question Mm -hmm. in a minute but just a sidebar a year ago I wanted this exact job that I Mm -hmm. just got and my leader was like you're not quite there yet you're not ready for it so of course I wanted it more yeah and now that I'm here I'm like Oh, I'm so ready. But at the same time, I'm like, do I want this? Yeah. Like, is it? And but like, yeah. Feeling that feeling of like, am I ready? Like, yeah. Now that you're in it now, sister. Like, but you got to make yourself ready. Exactly. Fake it till you make it. But Kelly, I think so transferring your happiness and into your daily motivation and being proactive. Um, so I think you have to look back. One thing that helps me is like looking back on my career journey and taking notes about like all the things that I've done throughout Mm -hmm. my career and really like using that as a baseline for this is what I've done. And then this is what, where I want to go. Mm -hmm. Um, and then every day, and I say this, I'm not very good at doing it, but like every day try to make a goal that somehow corresponds to where you want to go. And I think in really sticking to your own values and what you, what makes you happy in life, like you have to find a little piece of that in every piece of your work too yeah I was that's what I was gonna say about values and we have I have a life coach because I'm 
annoying like that. Because you're a verbal um, processor. But, yes, because I'm a verbal processor. <laughs> but she's coming on the podcast in the next few weeks because um, she only she focuses on um, corp- like corporate like w- high achieving corporate women is mm-hmm. like her niche. Um, and so we we're like, wow, like we have really overlapping kind of like niche markets here. But um, it's it's really has to start with like your internal mindset. Like I used to tell myself like, oh, like I have to, you know do this so that I'll get ahead of this person. Like I have to do this. So this person will think I look good. Like that's just an exhausting way to be motivated. And I think you have to be motivated by like, you know, and like Liz, my life coach. And I talk about this of like, I am good at my job because I'm hard working, badass woman. Yes. Like you have to have that internal fire, but that's hard to find sometimes. And I wasn't really finding that. Um, and so I think that kind of like mindset shift that we will get into when we have Liz on the podcast, um, but so there's the motivation piece and then there's like the discipline piece which is just like I'm very process oriented and so I have like my daily and my weekly goals and then kind of just like what I go through like my morning checklist and my afternoon checklist and like that really helps me like if I have just kind of this paralysis of like okay I have three hours before my next meeting what do I do you know I need that um I'll send it to you yeah post it on our actually on our Instagram like I don't have anything I don't have a problem with like sharing it. It's not very revolutionary, but it's just like nice to have, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we can get into more of both of those things, like the tactical ways and then also like the mindset ways of just being motivated. Um, but we posted on our Instagram and have talked about it several weeks ago of like finding your flow state mm-hmm. and why it's so important to be engaged at the proper level at work with something that is moderately challenging to you. Um, that you also have an interest in, in solving. And so like finding that balance is really important. And if you can find yourself like a major and a minor at work, I've my, uh, one of my leaders coined this term and I really like it where you're doing your day job and sometimes your day job isn't very fun. So then Mm -hmm. you have like a minor too, where you're a part of a committee or like Mm -hmm. you are really involved with your employee resource group and you volunteer with them, but it keeps you engaged because your day job isn't the only thing that you're doing at work. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, awesome. And then... I think that's it. Yeah? Yeah? Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you to our two inbox zero girlies. And let us know if that was helpful at all. Um, and Thank you, you know, so much for writing in. Yeah. We love hearing from y'all. Yeah. So I'm going to say this. Um, hopefully, I'll get it right this time. You can find us at in- on Instagram at Corporate Sellouts Podcast with an S. Yes. You can also email us with all of your sellout celebrations, your um, any questions like advice that you are looking for, or just shout us out and we'll give you a little shout out too mm-hmm. at corporate sellouts podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And then you can find us on TikTok. I'm at Taylor in HR. And I am at corporate girl Tori. And yeah. that's all we have. It is literally Halloween and trick-or-treaters are coming to the door. We got to go. <laughs> so we like literally have to go. But um, yeah, have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.